Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. It's going to be a little fast this week. We're traveling around, moving, moving, doing things, moving, shaking, shaking and moving. Uh, Ryan Nanny is not joining us from his hipster nest in Brooklyn. No, he is live from the district. You're in D.C., correct? Yeah, I am, I am in a conference room that I think Vox.com people wanted to use to do actual work, but sucks to be them. <laughs> looks like, Not looks today. Like, looks like you'll have to explain to them that <laughs> you'll need the room more than they do. Mm-hmm. Matt, Matt Iglesias says that this is the year UCLA wins the national title. I think what you do is you make a map of the conference room mm-hmm. and show that... Uh, the spot where the conference room is is where you are. Yeah, that's a that, that would be good. Sure. The the other person on this call besides myself and Ryan, uh, that'd be Jason Kurt. Jason, you were back in Georgia, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, good deal. I uh, I made it back, um, and am happy to report that trip from a DC bar to the DC airport through DC security and eating an entire DC pizza took up less time than did sitting in ATL traffic at 4 a.m. on the way to DC uh, because because Atlanta is a superior town. Yep, you are doing your tradition of being extremely late to college football meetings. Uh, I've done that twice now. Um, Yeah. Well, yeah, but, mit- but two of the mit- other ones mist- were in Atlanta. Yeah, uh, so basically, basically you're the Miami so if we're not if we're not in Atlanta, let's see, uh, we've done three or four of these outside of Atlanta. I've missed one entirely and was five hours late to one. Uh, and uh, for the listeners, I'm kind of in charge, so of this specific thing. Spencer's still my boss, but uh, I'm in charge of this specific sport, so yeah. That and I would uh, I would say this that we did the meetings in DC and they actually kind of worked as much as I despise that town and a good eighty percent of the people in it they actually worked so when you see all of that good college football content goodness just know that it was hatched in the most unholy of places a Maryland town through and through Ooh. have you seen this uh, the district video game yeah where it's it's like set in like a bombed out DC. And like uh, the games, the game doesn't work. Like video games just don't work these days when they put them out, and you got to wait like six months till they fix them. And uh, people are putting up videos of like uh, all the characters. You can't actually walk through people. So if someone needs to talk to like a merchant or something, everyone has to queue up and stand in line, which is uh, it's actually pretty DC when you get around to it. I was like. Even a post-apocalyptic DC, it's still you know you're you're standing around among people. The other thing from this week that we do need to address before we go to our real topic, which is what is the worst store to be trapped in? Like if you had to be trapped in it, we'll elaborate on the conditions for that because that was a question. But something did happen this week because the epicenter of the college football universe, for the first and maybe only time, this week. The first week of March was Illinois. Since Red Grange himself. Champagne <laughs> for my real friends. Three million dollar contracts for my lovey friends. Whoever, whoever Red Grange was. Urbana for my haters. <laughs> Since the days of, like, that's Illinois football is this. It's like Red Grange, 
Dick Butkus, Kurt Kittner goes to a Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, Juice, oh. Juice Williams. Juice Williams. Juice Williams and Ron Zook go to a Rose Bowl. And don't ask what happened in that Rose Massive Bowl. Massive upset over Ohio State yeah. that did not impact anything at all because it came in 2007. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Count. And then the rest is just a, a burnt down Arby's. That's it. But it still I smells like, like Rose Beef. <laughs> because of like Minnesota and like some of the other Big Ten schools, you sort of think like, yeah, they've had a glory, you know, a, a, a glory year span. They've been good at some point. Illinois, they kind of look like Syracuse. They're easy to confuse. Syracuse used to be good. And then you go back and look and Illinois' high points are like, well, they attended a Rose Bowl. Like <laughs> Illinois has never been good for more than like one year at a time. Here, here's what I like about Illinois deciding in early March to fire the coach that they had three months ago given a two-year extension. Um, the reaction to this was obviously one of surprise because this is not a time that you fire a head coach, especially if that head coach has not done something incredibly unseemly, which Bill Cubitt did not. Um, but when we, the rest of the Internet, pointed and gawked at this and said, what the hell's going on? The response from Illinois fans was like, look, we just want to go eight and four. <laughs> like at no point was it, it was, it did not fall into that category of, you know, there are certain schools that are like with the right coach, we can be competing for national titles. Illinois, Illinois fans are, are, we're pretty realistic about this. They're just like, Hey, just get a state and four. We're good with that. They've really been beaten down to the point where, like, their expectations are exactly where they should be for, uh-huh. like, <laughs> if you're if you're a sane sports fan who just wants to make it through this and have fun, look to Illinois right now. Like, they're happy because they actually hired a coach. Yeah, and a coach that a coach whose name they knew, and I, I think that that that's independent of quality. I just think that they were shocked that they were going to get it because I think everyone thought PJ Fleck was going to get this job. Yep. From sure, Western yeah, Michigan, yeah. Illinois uh, native, and noted, noted, actual crazy person, PJ noted Fleck. person, crazy enough to think that taking the Illinois job is a good idea. You know why PJ Fleck hasn't gotten a new job, right? Because that would require him to like sit still in a conference room and talk to another person without yelling or doing some sort of calisthenic. Yeah, it, well, a lot of people, another reason people thought it would be Fleck was the new AD, in his first intro presser, he said, uh, we're going to row the boat to victory, or something like that. We're mm-hmm. all going to get together and row the And uh, in hindsight, it's like, uh, was he throwing everybody off the scent? Is this dude that devious that he's out? Like, <laughs> we're going to keep sawing wood, folks. <laughs> yeah, and that turned out to not be the case. At all, and they're gonna go to, shout "War Eagle," and and they go to Lovey Smith. Which why don't you I'm, enjoy a refreshing coker today? <laughs> we just we promise that the future of this program will be nutty, or It'll be nutty or strong. Yeah, <laughs> if you give us another oh. year. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It should be noted, though, there's like a few things about this hire that should be noted, which are like alternately weird and laudable, right? Like, one, Illinois hired someone whose name people know. All right, yay. Mm-hmm, Two, mm-hmm. They, they kind of 
at least embraced the strategy, which was we'll get a guy who can legitimately say he has NFL experience. A lot, a lot of NFL experience. Probably too much. But but that NFL experience is almost perfect for Illinois because nobody, you know, in the same way that Ron Zuck went to a Rose Bowl and everybody was like, yeah, it doesn't really mean anything. Lovey Smith went to a Super Bowl, and at no point did people think like, oh, that's that's really proof he built something. Yeah, that and that and this. He's got a staff, which he has to recruit. Uh, we did write about this today. He has to recruit in March, which is kind of like forging for salmon uh, in the dead of winter. It's just not a good thing if you're a bear on the hunt, which Lovey definitely is. No pun intended. You know, I, I didn't even mean to turn into that. <laughs> think, of nice. it as, think of it as like a dirty dozen thing, where he just has to find men who are so desperate that they'll take the job. <laughs> like his sons. <laughs> I, I saw mean, I, that. I, I wouldn't worry about the calendar much. What, what were you going to say? I was going to say, yeah, I mean, maybe we shouldn't worry about the calendar, especially when you're hiring your sons, which I wanted to get on as a sign of the NFL's never-ending nepotism until you start looking at the rosters of college coaches who've happily put their own sons on the roster. Or made them coordinators. Hi, Art Bryle. I mean, shit, that just happened in Illinois. Yeah, it did. Illinois just fired a guy who hired his son. They, they hired the wrong son. <laughs> now they're hiring the right son. And that's why, Mike, we... that's why Mike Huckabee is the only answer for Illinois football. That's a large shit. adult That's sonic. a whole offensive line right there, those three boys. <laughs> you just I mean, got I think a large that... adult son. <laughs> the recruiting thing is after you know after seeing the coaches he was reportedly interested in, it's kind of worrisome. Like they're all very NFL, but like you can sort of see how they can all recruit. Like if Mike Sherman comes aboard as in a, some sort of assistant, he's a high school coach right now, so that wouldn't exactly be a jump down for him. Like as everyone agrees, he can recruit an offensive line. Uh, you know, and and most of the other guys are really young, so at least they could pick it up quickly. And uh, Garrick McGee is apparently is apparently official as the offensive coordinator. Uh, Bobby Petrino teams tend to score points. It's 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 kind of the coaching staff you'd recommend, I guess. That was kind of was a ring endorsement. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm just uncomfortable with seeing Illinois sort of having its pick of things. Well, they pick they pick the time, man. Who was, who was, I guess so. Who's going to compete gonna, with you? Somebody's going to try this next year and totally botch it. Like just, <laughs> the one thing Illinois ever did right, somebody's going to try to replicate it and fail. Purdue, Purdue's going to try it. Oh, Purdue, don't do it, Purdue. No, they'll hire Raheem Morris, and then all all three of the most recent Tampa Bay Bucks coaches will be in the Big Ten. The Big Ten. Which I kind of wonder, like, this is the thing for NFL guys. They never get too high or too low because they're extremely corporate. And that, like, doesn't – it just never seems to work at the college level. Like, when you talk about college versus pro coaches, which I don't think is as much of a disaster maybe as it used to be. I'm not real sure why. It used to be that if you hired some retread pro coach, you could just count on, like, two to three years of soporific low margin football that ended with like a four and eight or five and seven season. Just looking at you, Bill Callahan, right? Oh, yeah. Who Bill Callahan, by the way, went on to like be really successful again in the NFL and to do a pretty good job at what he was doing. Um, like he was the offensive line coach for 
all of those productive DeMarco Murray seasons in Dallas, right? He did a good job at what he was supposed to do. It just isn't, it's a different sort of mindset mentality and tool uh, box when you're talking about what you need to do at the college level, which, yeah, it does kind of involve being this charismatic weirdo who has a license to talk to 16 and 17 year old boys all day. Well, well, when you put it that way. <laughs> it's, it's true. Like, it's one of the few times when you, as a 50-year-old man, can sit there and just text 17-year-old boys, hey, how you doing? I mean, it's, like, that, it's, that or, it's that or go to Orlando and put boy bands together, so. <laughs> I guess, like, when this happened, the immediate backlash thing was, you know, he probably won't win a national title there because he hasn't recruited recently. It's a slow down, slow down, slow down. You know, like this Ohio State didn't hire him. Illinois hired him. If they yeah. go to a bowl next year, everyone is happy. I would laugh. I, I would laugh if if Lovey did that and he went five and seven and took a job somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way his contract sets up. Like apparently the Bucks are still paying him for two years, yeah. and Illinois is spending only two million dollars a year for the next two years, and then his contract actually catches up with the Big Ten. Like right now, what they're what they're spending big on is assistant pay. Their assistant pay was way behind, uh, and they basically doubled it. Um, but <laughs> for now, the Bucks are still paying by far most of his salary. What that so, what that basically is is like when you get a credit card where it's like no interest for the first six months, and you're like, well, I mean, this can't be a bad decision. This is a, a Lovey Smith, the free direct TV package of <laughs> Yeah, you're very he is. Oh my god. With Lovey, with Lovey, if you subscribe to Lovey, you get HBO for like a year for free. I love Game of Thrones. Seventy dollars a month for the two years after that. But for free for a year. It's amazing. You've heard of HBO? You've heard of Lovey Smith? <laughs> And can we go back, by the way, like when we talk about people like NFL coaches who actually worked in the pro in college and college, like the the people who did are just these like absolute you know, like football savants like Pete Carroll, who, if you believe Pete Carroll, completely rebooted his mainframe. Like he's one of the few human beings to actually do a defragmentation on his hard drive and live because he was okay with the Patriots. He goes and he's awesome at USC. And then he goes and he's awesome at Seattle. And somewhere between like the age of 45 and 315, which he is now, he completely changed the way he did things. Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson's another coach who won titles both in the NFL and in the college ranks. And pretty much everyone agrees that he's uh, probably the smartest. Okay, this is a – can I just pr- like damn with faint praise? Frank, <laughs> yeah. Frank Broyles. Frank Broyles, the legendary coach at Arkansas, said that Jimmy Johnson was – the smartest football player he'd ever seen come out of Arkansas. Damn, that is <laughs> smarter than the 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 scholars at the <laughs> at that fine university. I mean, he's, smart, I, he's, smart, he's smarter than Perry Hillis. Wow. <laughs> I think everyone agrees that Jimmy is the best of this whole genre of coach. This is so um, disrespectful to Barry Switzer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Barry. 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 Uh, well, I mean, Jimmy kind of, in a way, too, stepped into two really good situations. I mean, Dallas wasn't exactly a power before he got there, but like you know, between uh, the Herschel Walker trade, trade and whatnot, things were set up pretty well. 
anyway, now we're talking about the NFL. So, yeah, so not, Illinois just has that. to trade its best player, right? Which is, uh, yeah, uh, that individual, that Mikey one. Dudek. That one. Mikey Dudek, isn't that his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's if they just trade it's, him. It's Richard, trade. Men- Richard Mendenhall. Trade him. <laughs> Still have his rights somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, ah, you it forgot to sign the right form. <laughs> Sucks. Listen, it's, it's trade like Richard a, it's Menin, like, you trade Richard Mendenhall and Will Leach, and you see what you get back. It's like a fine <laughs> listen. It's like a it's it's like a fine ham. You just have to scrape the mold off those rights, and you can still use them. In Spanish, that's how they eat it over there. It is jamón, jamón <laughs> de football. Hey, let's talk about I, places you can get stuck. Because I yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get speaking of champagne very soon. You can get you can get stuck on the Florida football roster. Evidently, oh, no, you can't. No, you can't, actually. They'll, they'll take you off it. There's actually no place easier to leave. Because <laughs> Treon Harris and Antonio Callaway are off the Florida roster, by the way. I think that's the other thing we have to mention. They've been away from the program since January. It's March. Yeah. We didn't know that. The Eagles should write, the Eagles should write a, a, a sequel to Hotel California called Florida Football. You can check in any time you want, and then, hey, just transfer. You can also you check can, out any time you want. You can always leave. <laughs> God, that song's trash. <laughs> um, what 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 struck you two as the best places our readers submitted as places you could get stuck? Well, we should like a lot okay, of the, a lot of this bogged down on I think the definition of what a store is. Yeah, because that think, and also the uh, length of the stay. Yeah, the length okay. of the stay and the circumstances of the stay. For for the sake of framing, I don't want the zombie apocalypse one mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I think that alters the calculus. I'm talking about sheer boredom with maybe a smidge of survival and sustenance, right? This is, like this is you have been locked in a store that is that you, the manager just didn't notice you there when he locked up, and he's not coming back for three days. Okay, right? Okay. Is that roughly okay. what we're talking okay. about? Okay, three days or a week. After a yeah, week, yeah, it started to get funny. kind of. After a week, it started to get kind of desperate. But yeah, let's let's assume three days to a week. Okay, um, I think also store has to be a place that actually sells goods because somebody said Great Clips, and that's a really that's a really terrifying answer. But Great Clips is not really a store. It's a, it's 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 a, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a service. It's a place where services are rendered. So that's what you'd call it—a place oh, where services yeah. are rendered. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I think, okay. can, I, th- I think we can play with it now. The the grand argument I've had is that the Bass Pro Shops is the best place to be stuck, and now that can extend even further. Like I maintain that being stuck in a Bass Pro Shop for three to four days would be okay. Being stuck in a Bass Pro Shops for like three or four weeks is sustainable. You could probably do that. I would argue that being stuck in a vast pro shop by yourself is uh, – I'll, I'll bump that up to pretty good. Like that's like camping without any mosquitoes. <laughs> Especially – I looked up the Memphis one. Okay, Are you ready for all of the things that you could do? If you do not know, the old pyramid, which, yes, looks like the Luxor in downtown Memphis if the Luxor was already rusting. The pyramid in Memphis – Accepted Bass Pro Shops bid to be their primary anchor after, I don't know, like 800 things went wrong. They finally found the 800 first that worked, which is this massive Bass Pro Shops. Okay. These are the following things that you can find in that Bass Pro Shops. Okay. 
They have a bowling alley. They have Buck's Fish Bowl and Grill themed restaurant and bar with a saltwater aquarium and a 13-lane ocean-themed bowling alley. Ocean-themed bowling alley. Uh-huh, uh-huh. With a, a big plastic shark, right, as their mascot that's just looming in the middle of the thing. They have the Big Cypress Lodge, which is a wilderness hotel inside the Bass Pro Shops. They have the Lookout, which is a breathtaking glass floor cantilevering observation deck at the top of the 32-story steel pyramid. Rusting steel pyramid. They have 200, I'm sorry, 600,000 gallons of water features. And on Saturdays at 2, they feed the alligators. Hell yeah. Yeah. But there's your entertainment. Feed the alligators yourself. Yeah, you could you could go feed the alligators if you want to. Uh, the fish feedings happen at 10 and, four, 10 and 5 central time every day. If you're planning, you can stop by the Beretta Gun Library. It's not a gun shop. It's a gun library. It's educational. Mm-hmm. Bring the kids. So, so you're going to get smarter during your stay. Yep. They also have the Ducks Unlimited Waterfowling Heritage Center, where you can learn more about this country's fine heritage of waterfowling, which I believe is what it's called when you just slaughter ducks with a shotgun from a blind. I'm not against it. I'm just saying that's also what you're doing. Or you can call it waterfowling. There's an archery range. There's an arcade shooting gallery. Calling it waterfowling, that's like calling killing a person peopling. When people talk about vortices and about pyramids and about certain points in the universe organizing organic energy into powerful, powerful centers of spiritual harmony, I'm starting to believe the Pyramid of Memphis, once they put a Bass Pro Shops in there, is one of those. So I, I'm saying I think you would be fine for like three days in there. You would enjoy it. For most dads, that's a spectacular vacation. Yeah, you could you can do a whole 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 lot worse. Uh, yeah, you could. Where where could you do worse, Jason Kirk? <laughs> uh, of all the things that people sent us, my favorite one I saw was the Build a Bear workshop. Oh man! Because I mean, yeah, there's entertainment to be had because the entire facility is about uh, creating with raw materials. But I don't know. I mean, you're you're making friends for yourself. That's good. But I, I, I guess I guess it, it, it's better than a lot of places, but it feels worse because you, I guess it would be a test of how quickly a human can go insane. Because if you're, if you're commanding a bear army by day two, that's too much power for anyone. <laughs> yeah, and they're going to turn on you. They will. <laughs> yes. If you've gone that far, you know that the bears are treacherous, and all they really crave is food. And ultimately, they'll outnumber you. Which, sure, you can probably take ten Build-A-Bears, but once you get an army of 30 of them going, it's like the how many kindergartners ask could you kick question. Not yeah, would you think. rather fight 100 Build-A-Bears or one bear a build? What, the if, you, other place, what if you went go, to Build-A-Bear and found out that there was like... What if you uncovered some sort of plot that Build-A-Bear was you know, collecting data on children to turn them into some sort of Manchurian candidate army against their... against their? That's a little elaborate. I just... I, I just always assume Build-A-Bear is like how people like move dope. Yeah. I guess that's fine. Right? Yeah, I'm building a bear. There's like a whole pound of heroin like inside the thing. 
I just want to hear Pusha T's bear pun about selling cocaine. <laughs> build a bear. I build it bear. Go miss. <laughs> the other place somebody mentioned was uh, like a pool supply store, which I found to be particularly horrifying because it's toys that you cannot use out of context and poison. That's the entire store. Just poison and maybe a few chairs. That would be the only good thing about it. Bad fluorescent lighting and then like flotation devices. It'd smell awful. It'd be, uh, that'd be a really bad place to be trapped. Um, it, it's probably not the worst, but up there, or at least worse than you think it is, Williams-Sonoma. Because you'll, you'll sort of learn firsthand about how useless luxury items are. Because you'll think, oh, I have all this, I have all these things at my disposal that I couldn't normally afford. And then you'll quickly realize that all you can do is eat a $15 brownie mix dry. Yeah, either that or, or either that or like, oh wow, these eight dollar cheese crackers are just not cutting it. Because because you can't, there's nowhere to sleep. There's nothing to actually amuse yourself. You'll just have to look at Vitamixes and and be like, huh, okay, well, hopefully I won't kill myself with one of these, or maybe I will. So what if it is the worst food place to be stuck? That's not necessarily a restaurant, but. Food specific place. I thought about restaurants that would be bad to be stuck in, like in the mall, like if they just dropped the cage and you know trapped you in there. Yeah, yeah. A cinnabon, a cinnabon's, a cinnabon's like odor creeping into your flesh. That's that's the situation of sheer mental anguish. I'll I'll take Great American Cookie Company. Nobody ever wants more than one piece of cookie cake. And if you <laughs> if if you were staring down three plus days of cookie cake. My God, I, I think your body's organs would shut down out of self-preservation. I'd be like, you don't know what you're doing. Ryan's in safe mode. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also think being trapped in a subway would be horrible. Oh, because yeah, because you would just smell like the bread, and then you'd have nothing to eat but subway, and um. I'm not saying that would get bad on like year day two, uh, but I'm saying when you had to sleep Here's the in thing. like maybe the curved, uncomfortable benches, right? Yeah. And you woke up to the smell of like if you woke up to the smell of moldering onions and like that dough. Oh no, sir. But but think of all the subclub stamps you'd have. You'd feel like a king. Do oh they, yeah, that's. Do they even do that anymore? I have no they, idea. They can't. Most most they of can't I, do that. Anymore. Most of my chain restaurants. I feel like there's a lot of places where you walk in with your stamp card and they're like, oh, yeah, we don't do that, do that anymore. And you just you want to sue them for fraud or something. But, well, the nice thing is when you go into a restaurant like that and they panic and they're like, well, I guess we well, have to honor it. Like, you know, promise is a promise. You feel, you feel and like, that, yeah, they, you feel like you're they, they collecting hit you with, some like, debt from decades ago. <laughs> we'll do it this time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's, like oh 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 good, I I, I at least I, I I have so many subway cards that are full just sitting around the house. But thank goodness I got to use this one. It's the perfect crime. Phased out in two thousand five, by the way. Jesus. So. <laughs> now you know I, now uh, I really want to show up with one. I'll, I'll here's what saying, I'll do. I'll show just up. Just like all all just like all investments, they've appreciated over time. Mm-hmm. I'll show yeah. up. I'll, yeah. 
You give me the biggest sandwich you have. It's still 12 inches, sir. Still, still we have. Over time, she get more. I can give you two of them if you'd like. No, here's, they're still they're here's, still functionally worthless. Why doesn't this country have a living sandwich wage? What I'm what I'm gonna do is show up in a black eyed peas t shirt and pretend to be a time traveler. <laughs> <laughs> you have to help me. All I have you is make- sub club cards. You know, and if you don't do it, you can talk to the hand because I got that boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Oh, 2003 jokes. In the land I the, come from, Alabama has not done much. Yeah, yeah, that's actually most people from Alabama are time travelers, whether they want to be or not. Another you, place you that somebody invented 1971, 1968, 1941, <laughs> 2011. They just jump around from a specific set of like 16 years. Um, I, another person mentioned lids. Lids oh, would God. be a despicable. would be a despicable place. To be how trapped. long? How long? How long would you have to be trapped in a lids before you would poop in insert sports team you hate hat? Less time than I want to admit. <laughs> and uh, I guess if you have any, because so, you're going to factor in, they're going to find me in here, right? <laughs> and it, and think- it will be hard to insist that it was like that when you found it. It was the it was the other guy. <laughs> and part of this is: Do you know you're being rescued after a, a five days or whatever, or not? Because if you think you're stuck in there forever, then on day four you've lost all hope, and every saint's hat in there has been defaced in horrible ways. <laughs> but if you know, then you can you know you can exert some willpower, and just a few. I think being trapped in a car dealership would be a nightmare. Like if you were trapped inside a car dealership. Because you cannot drive the cars without befouling your own air. Right. Most most of them have a couch or two. And they've got one TV. But there's nothing to read that isn't a car manual. And the food comes exclusively from a really poorly maintained and infrequently repl- like replenished snack machine. Yeah, or or one of those put a quarter in and you get like eight chiclets. Yeah, <laughs> I guess the something. thing about being stuck at a car dealership for like six days is that would replicate the experience of buying a car. So no real change. <laughs> exactly, like the pain. The pain is level. It just stays the same. I also thought that being trapped, if you had to pick a place, you could do all right if you were trapped in some place like uh, a big lot because your curiosity could probably be – I think your curiosity at everything that is actually in a big lot could probably take up a day. And then after that, there's just this decl- this real steep fall off in terms of please get me out of well, this collection of brick of brack and crap. The other good news is most of these stores, if you know you're getting rescued in five days, you're, you're pro- you can't like go to hog wild. Like you can't break a lot of shit cause it's expensive. How, how much money, how much debt can you rack up at a big lots? Like you could, <laughs> you could burn down half the store and they'd be like, you owe us $230, sir. <laughs> I'll write that check. Those, Watch me. Those imitation zoons aren't cheap. Well, how, you, I mean, you could sue, right? R- Ryan, as my attorney, can you advise me that if I'm stuck in a big lots for five days, I can sue big lots? Yes, yes, you can, and and 
And as your attorney, I advise you to intentionally lock yourself in a big lot for five days. <laughs> and somehow prevent anyone else from going inside. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, uh, the big lots near us, the L is burnt out. So the sign says bigots. And... Uh, <laughs> 